This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Good morning, Don and Juan. It is Wednesday, the 8th of November, 2023. I am Vince Russo, and you are not. Boom, boom, boom. 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 My chicken eggs is all I eat. Good morning, everybody, on this glorious, glorious Wednesday. I hope everybody is doing well out there, or at least as well as could be expected. Man, I got to tell you guys, am, am I the only one? I am so sick and tired of these grocery store checkouts where in order to save money on employees, they just implemented this checkout system where you could check out your own groceries. Has anybody ever... In the history of the self-checkout line, has anybody ever checked out their groceries without there being a problem? Bro, I cannot tell you how many times I have maybe five or six groceries to check out and either there's a problem and they call over the clerk or either they're giving you the wrong price and you got to call over the clerk, but you're supposed to go through a line that is supposed to be more convenient for you. And that is all blocky because they're setting up the system so they could save on overhead and hiring employees. But my God, bro, you cannot check out three freaking items without, without it calling the clerk over. Then, bro, when you got to check out a specific item like a, a, a banana, there's 80,000 types of bananas, uh, uh, organic bananas, mini bananas, b- bananas from Mexico. Uh, there's a thousand, same thing, cucumber, mini cucumber, cu- cucumber, uh, uh, organic cucumbers. This and that, bro, it's freaking ridiculous. That's why, man, I swear, I, I always tell my wife all the time, first of all, man, I will never do automatic checkout at a, at a fast food joint because they're going to get something wrong. Okay, so I bypass the gimmick they got at McDonald's and I go right to the desk and I place my order with another human being. And that's the same thing with my wife, man. I hate going through that gimmick at the freaking grocery store. It always makes the process much longer than it should be. Oh, these little, little things in life 
are driving me freaking crazy. I'll tell you what's not driving me crazy. Bro, can you imagine that the Rolling Stones and the Beatles came out with new material, bro, in 2023 within weeks of each other? That is freaking amazing to me. First of all, man, the Rolling Stones are still going strong. Their new album is great stuff, man. I really enjoyed it. Then, through the help of AI, uh, you know, Paul McCartney, you know, had one last track left with John Lennon, um, you know, singing the vocals. And in the past, man, they could not take everything out of it. They could not take any of the backing out just so you get a clean vocal, just Lennon's voice. But when Peter Jackson put Get Back Together, they figured out a way to do this. So they were able to pull John's singing, just his voice. They were able to isolate that, put that on a separate track. They had, you know, guitar riffs that George Harrison had worked on the song a few years ago before he died. They were able to put all of this together into what has to be the last Beatles song you'll ever hear called Now and Then, uh, which is out now. You could buy it on a single, which I think is a very good song. But obviously, I am very, very, very biased. But just the fact that we are getting new music from the Rolling Stones and the Beatles in 2023 is freaking unbelievable to me. Um, and that, to me, is where technology pays off. You know, they, 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 they can't figure out how to check out three items, bro, without having to call a clerk over. But Paul McCartney can figure out how to create the very last Beatle track with two members of the group deceased. Um, And phenomenal stuff, man. Phenomenal stuff. Man, I would love to see, and I hope we get stuff like this down the road of other performers who left stuff in the studio and then passed away my god i would i would kill for um janice joplin tracks uh john denver tracks jim croce tracks i would absolutely kill for this stuff bro so maybe this will open the door um to to getting to hear some great music man from those that have passed away man and and they just left um, you know, tracks in the studio of stuff they were working on that never got um, recorded. That would be absolutely uh, phenomenal. Man, bro, I got to tell you, uh, interesting, uh, interesting interview with Jonathan Coachman and uh, Chris Van Valet, who I, I am a big fan of. He's a cool dude, bro. He is such a good guy. But man, bro, the the longer you you hang around, uh, the more and more you continue to learn of how right Vinnie Rue is, 
and Vinny Rue is in some crazy whack job. Uh, Vinny Rue is a guy that tells you the truth because as I tell you over and over again, I am not looking for a job. So I have the absolute freedom to tell you how things go down in professional wrestling. And uh, Chris did a uh, phenomenal interview with Coachman where Coach just comes clean. And there were really a couple of things in this interview that stuck out to me. Man, first of all, uh, Coach got stiffed um, out of what, comes across as a lot of money, bro. I don't know, bro. I'm talking about perhaps close to a million dollars. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the number, but the way he talks about it, it was quite a big number. But um, he did some work for Vince's XFL. Um, he wasn't turning in uh, his invoices on a weekly basis. He was kind of letting them pile up. But then COVID came came around and Coach needed the money, so uh, he he sent in the invoices. They sent them a check, and the check bounced. And you know he contacted WWE, and all of a sudden the WWE was saying, "Well, bro, that's not us. That's the XFL." And Coach was saying, "Well, doesn't the same guy own the XFL and the NFL?" But needless to say, to this day, Coach never got paid the money. And that's why he claims he would never, ever, ever go back to the WWE. Now, I got to be honest with you, bro. I never heard of the WWE shortchanging people for money. Um, I believe Coach 1,000%, but I, I haven't heard of that happening often. Um, and you know, I, I, you know, bro, there's a part of me that really believes when somebody sees that video with the company, they will get it back to Vince McMahon. And there is something within me that tells me that coach will get paid his money. I'm just being honest with you because bro, perhaps Vince never knew about it. Uh, whatever the situation may be, um, especially with where Vince is sitting now, you know, being investigated by the federal government, them searching out his house, the sexual misconduct, the NDAs. Um, I would not be surprised if Vince McMahon made that right. He should make that right. But the one part of the interview that really stood out, bro, is the punishment, man. I tell you guys this every week and how immature and how petty and how childish that company is that when they have a beef with you, uh, you, you get punished in a childish way. And coach talks about, man, he, um, when the WWE was going overseas to the troops in Afghanistan and all that, uh, Coach talked about going on every single trip. He was always the first to go, but then they were planning a trip, and his wife was pregnant, and neither neither of them felt um, comfortable with Coach going over to Afghanistan. So for the first time, he said no. 
And then they came back and they said to him, we thought you were kidding. And he was like, kidding about what? Was I smiling? Was I laughing? I thought I made myself perfectly clear that um, I was not going. So he didn't go on the trip, bro. And sure enough, uh, the next Raw, he's on headsets. And it's the end of the show. And Vince tells him to go and attack the Undertaker from behind. And he knew right away, bro, based on what I've been telling you for years and years and years, Coach knew right away what this was. He goes to Taker. He nails Taker from from behind. Taker actually says to Coachman, bro, I'm sorry about this. This, uh, This was not my idea apologizes to Coachman, uh, then lays out Coachman, drags him to the ring, then Batista's music hits, and everybody hits their finish on Jonathan Coachman. Bro, you know how stupid they are? Do you know how stupid they are? Can you imagine if Coachman was somebody else or if Coachman would have got injured and he would have filed a lawsuit and laid this out in a court of law, how this basically was a hit job without a shadow of a doubt. And I am just, I am so happy you're starting to hear a lot of these same stories from other people. So you can see they are 100% correct. Uh, We talked about, you know, currently what's, you know, we, we, we had the Lana, going through the table every week. We've we've uh, talked about what's going on with Nikki Cross currently. Uh, then there was the little piece of business with Drew uh, Drew McIntyre that made no sense on Monday. When, when you when you see shit like that, guys, because even Coachman said attacking Taker from behind made absolutely no sense. So I I figured what was going on here. When you see stuff in the WWE that does not make sense, bro, this is usually what's behind it. And I really hope that, you know, through Russo's brand in these shows, I have smartened you up enough to really understand the the pettiness, bro, and why, you know, I, I am I am happy that I left. And I am happy that I am not a part of that. That was never, ever my world, bro. Because Coachman's wife is pregnant and he doesn't feel comfortable about going to Saudi. So he is going to sit this one out and this is what they do to him. And he talked about, man, he talked about being so mad and so so furious that he was actually on the verge of tears. Um, That's how upset Coachman was. And, bro, listen, I worked with Coachman for a little while. He came in, bro, at my tail end. I mean, maybe the last couple of weeks. But, you know, this guy 100% looks like a stand-up guy to me. He's not going to make any of this shit up, and I, I promise you, as I'm listening to this interview, this this is it, man. This is how it works. 
this is their world. And thankfully, like I said, more and more people are starting to step up and show you what that world consists of. Now, guys, I want to talk about something else too, man, because I had just hit upon this on one of my Patreon shows where I went into full depth of why I refuse to um, rebut, rebut, uh, answer, um, acknowledge, pay any attention to whatsoever. Anything Jim Cornette has to say about me. Now, on one of our Patreon shows, bro, the bonus show, I did an entire show on this so people would understand. And I don't want to get into all of it, bro, because then it wouldn't be fair to people that you know pay extra money to subscribe to that. But there is a rhyme and reason of why I will never, ever, ever, ever get sucked in by Cornette, uh, you know, answer anything Cornette has to say about me or get in any kind of a social media wall with him whatsoever. And just as I did that show on Monday, here, here comes the absolute reasons why, like, the next day. <laughs> Again, bro, anybody that thinks I'm full of shit, man, if you watch me and you continue to watch me, All this stuff and everything I always say comes to fruition all the freaking time. So, yesterday, Glenn Jacobs came. Now, bro, you got to understand a couple of things, bro. Glenn Jacobs is one of the nicest guys in the business that you will ever meet, man. He was not one of them. He was a team player. He was very, very humble and very, very respectful. Um, There is nobody. I've never heard of one person who disliked Glenn Jacobs. Not one. Now, Glenn has a rich, rich history with Cornette going way, way, way back, bro. I, I remember, man, when um when uh, Glenn was doing like Dr. Isaac Yankum, and they didn't know what to do with Glenn. Glenn was really championing uh Glenn Jacobs, man. You know, I I think they spent time together down at OVW, you know, around the Tennessee area and stuff. So they were friends. I mean, they were really, really good friends for a long time. Now, of course, we know that Glenn uh, decided to get in the political field. I, uh, you know, he has a, I, I, I don't know exactly what his role is in the state of Tennessee, one of the counties. Uh, I believe he's a mayor, but he's got a high ranking, ranking political role in the state of Tennessee. So Glenn Jacobs um, puts out a tweet, and he says, 94% of public mass shootings in the U.S. occur in gun-free zones. 
Now, obviously, if Glenn's throwing a percentage out there, he got this number from somewhere. And I'm sure Glenn is not going to post something unless, you know, the facts are correct. So I'm sure he's going to double check like this. His people are going to double check something like this. And 94% of public mass shootings in the U.S. occur in gun-free zones. I believe that. Um, I would, you know, I'd be interested uh, in where Glenn got that number. I mean, I would ask him that, where that number came from. Because, guys, you know how, like, the media is today. And you can't necessarily believe everything that they say. So, yes, man, if you want to question Glenn on where he got that number, cool, no problem. And I'm sure Glenn would be happy to tell you. Well, Jim Cornette sees Glenn's tweet. 94% of public mass shootings in the U.S. occur in gun-free zones. Cornette responds, and 100% of them are the fault of gutless elected officials like you who pander to the right-wing hillbillies instead of acknowledging the insanity of our gun laws and doing something to severely restrict access to them. So F off with your MAGA, and he did not say F off, he said F-U-C-K off, with your MAGA horseshit, Glenn. Bro, that right there is why I never, ever, ever will acknowledge Jim Cornette ever again. Because this is Jim. Glenn is putting out a statement. Now, you know, whether you're on the left or the right or whatever, you have the right to disagree with that statement. And you can publicly disagree with that statement and say why you're disagreeing with that statement. But immediately, somebody who was a friend, immediately he's a gutless elected official who panders to right-wing hillbillies. And then F off, Glenn, with your MAGA horseshit, Glenn. Bro, that's what I'm talking about, bro. That is why I will never acknowledge Jim Cornette again as long as I live. And I hope you understand that. Do you really think, bro, for one second, Glenn Jacobs is going to get into an, uh, uh, a social media war with Jim Cornette, with Jim firing back at him in that tones and personally attacking him and telling him to F off? Do you really think Glenn is going to attempt to even have a conversation with Cornette? The answer is no, bro, because you can't have conversations with people like that. Okay, bro, I, I, I don't care who you are or who you represent to personally attack somebody over their, uh, uh, over their opinion. You're a child, bro. You are an absolute child. Everybody is entitled to their opinion, man. Glenn's entitled to his opinion. Cornette's entitled to his opinion. But when, when you address somebody like that, 
because they have a different point of view than than, than you do. Bro, you are an immature child. And why in the world would you ever want to get into it with a guy who is clearly, clearly showing I am a immature child and I cannot have an adult conversation with somebody I disagree with. You think Glenn Jacobs is going to waste a second of his time, bro, after he's just been called gutless. Uh, he works for uh, right-wing hillbillies and, you know, F off with your uh, MAGA bullshit. You think Glenn Jacobs is going to have a conversation with that guy? Now, can you imagine... How many conversations Glenn has had with people who don't agree with him, but present themselves in a human fashion, a polite fashion, a humble fashion? You know, Glenn, we heard what you said, but we disagree with that statement because of A, B, C, and D. Okay, then Glenn will will present his argument. That's how shit works, bro. Shit doesn't work by hating on people because they have a different point of view or a different opinion than you. And I don't, guys, I do not respond to those people. You 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 want to approach me in a respectful fashion, no problem whatsoever. You're going to start attacking me like a child. Bro, it's the end of the conversation. And that's not just with Cornette, bro. That is with anybody. Okay, I, I bro, I, I got an email uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, somebody saying they were a fan of mine. And then, you know, t- trying to make the case that, you know, oh, man, bro, you got no problem answering back to a Meltzer and you got no problem with the Marks. But you are afraid of Jim Cornette. Man, Jim Cornette even said something about your sex life and you don't respond. So, bro, I very politely, very respectfully answered this individual and told him, bro, this is why I don't respond to Cornette. And, you know, what does the guy write back? You're afraid of Jim Cornette, LOL. Well, bro, at that point, you're blocked because you asked me a question. There were some insults in that question. I let that go by. I gave you an honest answer, and I explained to you why, and you come back with you're afraid of Cornette, LOL. Bro, at that point, we're done. I'm not going to follow you. Don't follow me. I have no use for you whatsoever because, bro, communication is great, man. Anybody can go back and look at my interview with uh, we we did with John Arezzi, man, way back um, in the days of Truth With Consequences with Matt Kuhn. He brought me and John together. And, bro, just look at the way we handle ourselves, please. There was there was no name calling. There was no insulting. Uh, John had a point of view. Vince had a point of view. We both we both uh, explained our point of views, 
And to this day, I communicate with John to this day, bro. There's no heat. Uh, it's finished and uh, we move on. But um, if anybody ever wants to know why I will never again respond to Jim Cornette, well, I hope that now gives you your answer. That is it, everybody. We are done this week. We will be back next week. Have a great, great day. Chicken heads and chicken feet. She never grew up any collard greens.